Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. We hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful week. How's your week going, Erica? It's going good. How about yours? It's been awesome, and I am so pumped because we are back with our moms for the second edition. Second so, edition. Yes. So if you have not listened to our mom's episode, um, go back to that. I think that was in year one, right? Oh, yeah. I think so. So it's been a while, but our moms are here with us today. How are you, mommy? Hi. Okay. <laughs> Mom. Hi, I'm doing good. Doing uh, a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so let's introduce our moms. So my mom's name is Elizabeth, if you're just joining us for the first time, and Erica. My mom's Cecilia. And both of our moms are literally healing from surgery at the moment, which is very odd that both of them are going through that at the same <laughs> I time. Know. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like a week apart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling, Cecilia? I'm doing a lot better today. I mean, it's got its days. Uh, so some days I can get up and walk pretty good. And other days it's kind of like a little stiff. But I see a lot of improvement uh, day by day. So I'm, I'm just praying that it continues. And one day soon I can be back to normal and get back to my regular activities. Yeah, well, that's what the word on the street is, that um, you're very, very strong and you're doing well. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, she is very determined. And those of you who don't know my mom, which I'm sure many of you don't, um, my mother is very much like my dad and they are always moving, moving, moving. So for her to be still is uh, a feat in itself. And she's been doing really good to make sure that she does her correct healing. So I'm proud of my mom. Yeah, yeah. So my mom, on the other hand, we, um, so she's actually, well, I mean, I'll let you talk, mom, but you've healed from your um, actual surgery. Would you say you've healed already from that, mom? From the surgery, but maybe not from the pain? How would you? Say? Yes, yes. That's how you would describe From the surgery, I don't have that much pain, but on my leg, I do so. I take it the way it comes, you know? Sometimes I feel good and sometimes I don't. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we have some follow-up appointments. And so we're just going to go back to the doctor and see what they say. And we'll go from there. But I think one of the things that I love about both of our moms um, that they've passed along to us is that they're very resilient. And so that's kind of what we wanted to to talk about today, I know that it's not easy having children. I mean, it's easy having me and Erica, of course. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Super easy. But your other children, <laughs> I'm sure it was not <laughs> easy. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, this is fun that we get to do this. And um, I know in a, in, in a few previous episodes, I had mentioned that Ava gets to, she'll get to go back and listen to where like Erica stood on certain things. And I'm really happy that we kind of get to do the same thing with these episodes. Whenever we bring you guys on, we get to hear some of your stories, things that we may or may not know. 
And we currently live in a culture that essentially says that children can be an inconvenience. And we wanted to ask you, like, do you feel that having children has been an inconvenience for you? Like, do you feel like you have had to give up something in order to mother us? You know, do you all feel that in any way? Okay. So um, myself, I, I feel that when we got ready to have children, that we were ready and we knew that we were going to have to sacrifice some. But Gilbert and I had already spent a lot of time together and did a lot of things and, and enjoyed uh, each other's company. And so when we decided that we were ready to have children, we knew that it was going to be time for them. And so we knew that we were going to have to not necessarily sacrifice because we already knew we were going to give up like um, time spending time together or just get up and go bicycle riding on a whim, you know, like, and so now with children is going to be different, but I think that we were ready. And so I, I don't see it so much as a sacrifice. I knew it was something that we were just ready to do and willing to do. All I heard was you and dad bicycled together. Like that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> We used to go bike riding. We lived with our parents. He lived with his parents. And so we had, we got bikes and we would go bicycle riding up to people college, which is kind of like a uphill. And we would go around the parking lot and around the school and then come back down. We enjoyed doing that together along with so many other things that we did. So that's cute. And just for history, my parents were high school sweethearts. So they were really young whenever they yeah. got together and uh, dated. So awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Mom, what about you? Well, uh, I have three children, but before you was born, I, w I was having too many problems with my husband. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to have any more children. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep two, my daughter, Laura, and my son, Omir. But then I got pregnant <laughs> and I went to the doctor. And this is, this is really weird. I went to the doctor that he usually see me all the time. And I found out that my doctor died. Mm, so oh, I wow. could I couldn't go to that doctor. I don't think Narcelli knows that. No, I've never I, heard I'm just this. telling this. Okay, so when I went to him, he died. So I said, well, I will have an appointment with the doctor that did my surgery, my ovary surgery. And when I got there, I said, you know, doctor, I want to know if I am pregnant. And he took a test and he said, yes, you are. And I tell him, I don't want to have any more children. I have too many problems and I moved into Puerto Rico and I was living in California. So I said, I'm going to be traveling. I don't want, you know, to have children at all. I just want to keep two. And he said, hey, Elizabeth, listen to me. You're going to be traveling. You're going to you're going to have a baby and you're going to be happy. Don't do that, you know. I am not going to give you anything. He says, so I said, well, after I left the doctor, I said, this is from God telling me not to, you know, to have Narcelli because she was going to be a blessing for me. Mm. So that's the way it is. She, she's been a blessing for me since I'm getting older. You know, and I don't have anybody. I never remarry again. So the only thing sometimes I regret is that I don't have a husband. 
Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could say. And knowing Jesus before, mm-hmm. that's two things that I always regret. Having that Sally, that was, like I told you, a real b- blessing to my life. Mm-hmm. And I could see it day by day, you know? Otherwise, I would be lonely, alone, mm-hmm. you know? That's all I could tell you. Yeah, that's good, Mom. I think it's interesting how we both, I, I don't, we didn't, both of us didn't really know about this before we came on. We literally like, let's bring our moms on and have a conversation. Um, but that there's two perspectives. You've got my moms, married, ready, did their kind of dating life and ready to have kids. And then you've got my, your moms who was in a relationship that was not necessarily mm-hmm. uh, connected like my, my parents were, um, questioning if she should have a, another baby and then ends up having the baby and having a very different lifestyle, but yet both of them chose at the end of the day to move forward with the baby, which you don't see very often, or at least that's not the message that's oftenly given in society now. It's like you said, it's an inconvenience. So just make a choice and make it your own choice. So I love that there's a different variety of experiences in just your mom and my mom today. Yeah, and I would even say I commend the doctor, right, who yeah. actually told my mom, no, this is not a, a good option. I mean, I'm really thankful to that doctor. <laughs> right, me too. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. But no, I, um, I, I knew that part of it because my mom and I are very open. So I did know that she did contemplate not having me. But I didn't know that the, I guess the, the the providence of God in that way. Who would have known like what the other conversation would have been with the other doctor, Mm, but with this specific doctor, you know, God chose him as a vessel to be able to speak truth and life to mom uh, for her to be able to make the choice. And, you know, especially with the conversation we had with Christy in the past two episodes that we just, again, live in a culture where even the medical professionals now are the one that are supporting these ideas of affirming our feelings whenever we're like, oh, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. Because I will tell you, when I got pregnant, I was not ready for that for various reasons. And I remember literally feeling like my life was like flashing before my eyes. And I was just like, whoa, what is this? Because I was not ready to be in that position. And I remember my doctor sort of calming me down and and being like, okay, like, this is what this means. It's not a big deal. Like, you're going to be fine. This is not the end of your life. And she was just like, this is a blessing. And and I feel like that's not always the experience that some of our, our young girls nowadays go through. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a question for both moms. So we're going to transition a little bit. So obviously, maybe it didn't come as an inconvenience to you. But I would imagine that there are some sacrifices that you had to give. Um, Mom, I can think of one off the top of my head that I'll always remember. And I don't know why I remember this so well. But I remember when I had something due in elementary school. And I think it was uh, kind of one of these things where you... Um, it was a competition of finding as many books as you can with the word red in it. Uh And I was tired and I ended up going to sleep. And the next morning, my mom had researched like all night for all of these names for this like 
thing that we were supposed to do in this competition. My mom really wanted us to win. And so she had done that for me. And I just remember being like, that was really nice of my mom. Like, and I felt bad because I didn't stay up to do that. But my mom stayed up to do that. And so like, that was her sacrifice to me that day. So I know that's something that's really small. But what are some sacrifices that you find out of love that you all have done for your children? Well, my children, the three of them, uh, they love to go to, to be involved in different things that they used to do. Like my daughter, my oldest daughter, I usually work at school with her just to, you know, just that way she know that I was there all the time. And for my son, I did the same thing. And even for Narcelli, when Narcelli was in pre, pre-K, I remember being there, taking care of my, my nephew, that he was a baby. And at the same time, I would take Narcelli to school and stay in the school just to be next to her. That was really, you know, some of sacrifice that I done nothing else because Narcelli always being a strong woman and, and she always being, you know, that she know what she wants. That's funny. Uh, it's funny, though, because I think Erica might remember some things that I might have sacrificed or she seems that it was a sacrifice. I don't remember those things, but um, I think some of the things that I remember and I don't really call it as a sacrifice was um, when Erica was in, in high school and she was involved in band and she was in, involved in flags and all this kind of stuff. But I remember when she was in band, um, it was going to be some kind of parade. And they, it was going to be at night, and they had to decorate their uniforms or their instruments with with uh, little battery-operated lights. And I remember trying to help her to put the lights all over her. But um, and then it was another parade that I followed her all through the parade in front of her just to video her. So I, I walked. I don't know how many uh-huh. miles. Just, <laughs> Just to get her on video, walking me backwards, videoing her just to 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 get that on, on video. And so I know that I was always trying to video them and and even Aaron, like I would try to video him singing or or you know, up in the front. I even went on my belly under the seats at church one time to video him because he wouldn't let me video him and I just wanted to do that. And so I sacrificed myself going underneath the chairs at church and then i don't know how he spots me all the time and he looks at me and he goes mom but uh, right. those are the sacrifices that i did just to to be able to have those memories of him singing um but i remember those i remember about the books but <laughs> those are a few of the things that that i remember you know uh cecilia sometimes we forget what we sacrifice for i remember Narsoli having the baby and I have um, bronchitis. And I was there every day, and I would stay with her till mm-hmm. she had the baby. And I couldn't see the baby because I have bronchitis. Do you remember that, Natalie? I do, Mom. You never, you never yeah. saw her. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I saw her the, the last time on... When? I think it was on Thursday, and she died on Saturday. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, she was dying on Saturday, and I see her on Thursday, and I still was sick, but I wanted to see the baby, mm-hmm. yeah. and I couldn't see, see she last for two weeks, and I couldn't see her, yeah. because I was really sick, 
but I stayed with Narcelli in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a really a sacrifice that only a mother do for her daughter. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to say, I mean, I, I think it's really interesting. Something that I'm picking up is that there are things that we think are sacrifices that for you guys, it was just like, it's just what a mother does, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for for me, mom, one of the biggest sacrifices that you've made, well, actually, there's there's plenty. Two, two that I can think of is, you know, again, because your experience was different. I mean, my mom, I saw my mom growing up working a lot um, as a single parent to make ends meet, you know. And it wasn't that my dad wasn't there because he was somewhat helpful. You know, when you become an adult, you learn the realities of what that really looked like. The story that you see is not really the story that's actually happening because one of the things I always loved about my mom was that my mom was always honoring of my dad. But at the end of the day, she carried the burden of having to raise us up, right? You know, not just physically, um, but also financially. And that was hard, you know, and then when she made the decision that, well, my sister made the decision to move to Texas, and then mom made the decision that we would also move, I had to start school, right? So mom sent me first in order for me to start school. And then she made my sister my guardian for a couple of months in order for her to stay behind and be able to to do, you know, the things that she needed to do in order to to set us up, right? But I would, you know, for me, that has always been something that I've thought of my mom sacrificing, you know, giving up essentially your daughter for a couple of months somewhere else, you know, sending her somewhere else so that she can begin her school while she's sorting out things over here and then eventually coming. And I think that sacrifice of moving to Texas was probably the biggest sacrifice because it changed my life. I mean, I really do believe that I am where I am now because mom saw something in my future and the future of her children that we didn't see. And, you know, as a teenager, you're kind of like, I don't want to go but your parents know that there's something better for you and they just kind of take a leap of faith. And that is something that I'm, I'm really grateful for because again, as parents, they have a foresight that we don't have. Um, and it just goes to show that, you know, that is a gift from God that God gives parents that, that ability to be able to see things that we can't so that we can step into better futures. So I think that as parents, that when when we have children, um, the first thing that we know that we're going to sacrifice is sleep. Yes, you know, <laughs> we're, we 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 lack we we sacrifice our sleep for our kids. You know, being up all all night when first, especially when they're first born. You know, we don't sleep because because of our children. So and that's something that that we just work through. Um, I remember. You know, after, like I said, having the miscarriage and then uh, having Aaron, that I prayed to God, you know, for, for me to be able to have a child. And then when I have Aaron, then he's a colicky baby. And so I'd be up in the middle of the night, you know, with him crying all night because his stomach hurted. And and so that was really rough, you know, but uh, we sacrificed because we wanted that child, you know. And so, um, but I believe that, that what the sacrifices we make um, for them in the long run, it's an investment to our children that they grow up um, knowing um, that they're loved and supported 
And um, that's an investment that that we have, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're so proud of both of them. Our, our both of our kids yeah. are, are educated and um, followers of God. Mm-hmm. And so we see the uh, we see the, um, the investment, fruit, yeah, returned to us to be able to be so proud of them. And we're honored to be their parents. Oh, thank you, Mom. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of time, uh, but. I, your your generation was a very hardworking generation, and it wasn't filled with, I think, a lot of the message that we see today for women and, and mothers about this, you know, me, 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 me mentality, uh, even surrounded by motherhood. My question to you is, what have you been proud of in the mothers that you see around you today? So just looking at the mothers that you see around you, just name one thing that you have been proud to see despite a lot of the message that are being thrown at this generation of mothers? I see I see good examples right now, especially at church. I see people um, who had not have a good a relationship um, as a, a, with their parent, but yet I see them being an exceptional good parent. That I am proud to see that in spite of the non-example that, that she had, that she, I could see she's a, a, a wonderful mom, a caring mom, and is investing in her children and is going to see good fruits. And, and there's several, several young moms that I see that are coming through in spite of their own upbringing. That's a good one, mom. Hermana Elizabeth? I know that we have many women at church that I see that they're doing a perfect job, mm-hmm. that they did perfect for her kids, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all I could say. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good, Mom. So, um, okay, so then the last question that we have for you all is, what advice would you give to young mothers today? Um, my advice is, and, and I tell them at church, um, the ones that I see, I, I tell them to be sure to spend time with them, to enjoy the time that they have while they're still small because they grow up too fast. Mm. And, and it's so important to build a memories for them to remember. Uh, sometimes I know that I didn't like sit down and play games or do puzzles with them. And so we learn from our mistakes. And so I try to tell others, don't make the same mistakes I did. And, and enjoy the time that you have them because before you know it, they're, they're grown and gone. And so to leave that, that uh, in their memories that you spent time and did time with them. That's good. Mommy, any advice that you have for young mothers? Well, just to raise the kid in church, you know, because I regret it that my kid don't, you know, they don't grow up going to church. So I, I believe that one of the things that is, they will learn values, you know, as long as you teach your kid to go to church and learn about God, I think that's the best thing I could tell a young woman, you know. Yeah, that's really good. Er- Erica, what advice would you give to young women? Ooh, throwing it on the spot for me. Um, All right, moms out there. My advice would be, I didn't prep for this question. Hmm. Um, Erica, I think the advice you can give them is the advice that, of the things that you already do. The things that you're doing uh, for Ava, I wish I would have done them. You are an example to me. Um, so whatever you're doing with Ava is the example that you need to share with others because you are doing an excellent job with Ava. 
I could see it how she loves Jesus and how your patience and your love for God to teach her and instill in her um, what it is to be in love with God. So that's what you're going to tell them. Look at, see how my mom swoops up (laughs) (laughs) and and mom rescues me. I would add to that, mom, thank you, because you gave me a little bit more time to think for just a second. I would say for today's generation, my advice would be to be present. As hard as that may seem when you want to be on Netflix or you want to be doing other stuff, I think our kids are missing out on us being present and um, it can be hard. So my advice would be try to be as present as you can with your kids. Amen. I agree. All right. Narcella. Yeah. I mean, my advice, I don't know that I have advice as much as I have encouragement. I mean, I think my encouragement is you're doing better than you think you are. Um, And don't be so hard on yourself because most of the women that you see mothering their kids in a really, really great way, they still don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They're literally just trying to, they're literally figuring it out as they go. One of the things that I, yeah, they're winging it just as much. And uh, one of the things that one of our friend always says, um, well, we had seen this meme and it's like this girl and she's laughing and she's like, guys, I'm a mom. And she's like, (laughs) and she's like me, like, I have a human being that I'm <laughs> responsible for. And then she just like busts out laughing. And it reminds me of my friend who she's always saying, she's like, I'm just really glad that like my child is alive. Like she's like, I, I, I was able to keep her alive for one more day because no. they genuinely don't like most m- moms really don't know what they're doing. They're just doing the best that they know how. And so that's my encouragement. Like, you're doing better than you think you are, and no one's got to figure it out. Uh, but part of the blessing of being in community, especially a community like church community, is that we get to do this um, not just on a podcast. We get to talk to women who are older, who women who are younger, and we get to learn from one another. So I know we say it all the time, but if you're not plugged into a church, you have to be plugged into a church community because there um, God has given Um, There, God has gifted people to provide the wisdom that you desperately seek. Amen. Thank you, Mom and Mana Elizabeth, for being with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure again. (laughs) Pursuers, we hope this was an encouragement for you. We love having our moms on. I hope you love just learning more about our moms. We hope you have a wonderful week, and let's stand for truth, Pursuers.